A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The AM, The Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and I got to tell you, this Monday morning, we're covering even more of the state of Wisconsin. We want to welcome in a whole bunch of new friends in southeast Wisconsin. Thanks for joining us. I am the fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke, and we are really glad you're along with us. Before we get started, I want to let you know a couple reference points if you're new to the show. Always remember, anything you hear us discussing on the farm show, you can also follow up with more details at MidwestFarmReport.com. We also have a talk text line that lets you kind of communicate directly with us. Our farm talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Don't worry, I'll give it to you again later this morning. Weather-wise, we're getting a little sunshine this week in warmer temperatures, at least warmer than we'd normally have for this stage in February. Partly sunny skies on the way today. 43 are expected high, maybe a little cooler towards the lakeshore. Sunshine tomorrow in 50 degrees. Wednesday, partly cloudy in 55. Thursday, 52 before we take a turn for the normal. Friday's high is expected to be around 38 degrees. Boy, this weather is not going to be a problem for the blue and gold. This is National FFA Week. And today, more than 200 of the blue and gold headed towards the state capitol to visit with elected officials, FFA Day on the Hill, happening this morning. We've got details on the way. We're also talking about a new expansion in Evansville that could mean more money for Wisconsin soybean growers. A soybean crush plant on the way. Bob Bosold's got those details next. In Wisconsin, we have a budget, 2023 through 2025. And included in that budget are many things for agriculture. I'm Bob Osel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Jordan Lamb is an attorney lobbyist with the Welch Group who spends the bulk of her time at the state capitol in Madison lobbying legislators. She's happy that one of the things lobbied for and gotten in that 2023-2025 biennial budget, $150 million for rural road repair, where ag traffic is a high priority. But rural leaders better pay attention if they want to get some of that money. So the program is meant to prioritize grant applications for local roads that need to be um, improved from posted road to non-posted road status based on their agricultural economic impact. So because we don't have enough money to improve the road grade for every posted road in Wisconsin. We're prioritizing them based on how much economic impact is tied to agriculture and agribusiness. So if you have seven farmers on a road that all have to take a seven-mile detour for six weeks every spring because that road is posted, we can quantify that economic impact to agriculture, and the grants then will be ranked in priority um, prioritizing the highest economic rank down to the lowest. What kind of a timetable do we have on that? Because as we speak, this winter has been different in Wisconsin. We've already got some road bans going on here very soon. Um, well, the grant program is being developed. They have not yet solicited requests for proposals, but we expect those to come out this spring. I would look to your commodity organizations and to the Department of Transportation for sending information 
to town boards, to county boards, letting them know that the grant program is open. And it will stay open until the money is spent. So it's $150 million, it's one-time funding, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't go away. So we can take our time um, having all of our local municipalities make their applications and then making the grant awards. But making those applications sooner rather than later is very important to get that money. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So that, that program is, uh, is going on $150 million. Also, the, the conservation initiatives have been, the farmer-led conservation initiatives, the watershed programs, have been very successful. I take it they will continue? They will. The legislature and the governor provided additional and um, continuing funding for DATCAP's producer-led watershed grant program, for DATCAP's nitrogen optimization pilot grant program, and the cover crop insurance premium rebates. All three of those programs encourage farmers to engage in conservation from the farm up, as opposed to adopting regulations that top-down change the way you farm. They ask you to, to um, come up with changes to improve your farming standards with regard to water runoff or with regard to optimizing the use of nitrogen and then apply for a grant to have the state of Wisconsin help you implement those conservation changes at the farm level. And I would imagine from your point of view, being a lobbyist working with the legislatures, the direction you're getting from the organizations to let us make some of those decisions rather than having it come in top down from the legislature or these uh, agencies makes it a whole lot more attractive to everybody. It does. We started asking for this about 10 years ago and it has been wildly successful. When we first approached the legislature and asked them to let let farmers engage in conservation and help them do it, they were skeptical. But farmers have more than stepped up to the plate. Um, all of those grant programs have been oversubscribed since they've been created. We have more farmers who want to improve farming practices than we have dollars to help them do it. It's been a, an, an enormous success story. When we go to look for the next biennial budget, is this going to be something that's going to be the ask for increased funding for these programs, do you think? And looking ahead with what we're going to be looking at in the legislature with redistricting, how challenging is it to get more money for these programs, do you think? We will absolutely ask that funding be continued for these programs in the next biennial budget bill. And I, I think it, it remains to be seen uh, who our legislature is in 2025. Um, but regardless, this is such a good success story. I honestly don't think um, that it's a partisan issue when you can show how much farmers want to engage in conservation and how successful they've been at it. Economic development in the state, very important uh, for the soybean growers, especially something that uh, we just don't have, but this will make us more competitive in the soybean industry down in southern Wisconsin is where it will be located. Tell us about that and what kind of a project that's been to get something out of the legislature. A Minnesota-based agribusiness company known as CHS is working to build a brand new $700 million soybean processing facility in the city of Evansville. That new facility is expected to create 90 jobs and have the capacity to process 70 million bushels of soybeans each year. We do not currently have a soybean processing facility in Wisconsin, so this would be huge for Wisconsin farmers from across the state. However, to support that project, the city of Evansville wants to create a tax incremental financing district, a TIF district, to reimburse a portion of those infrastructure costs. In Wisconsin, we cap the amount that the equalized value of the taxable property in that district can be, and it's capped at 12%, which doesn't work 
to encourage this project. So there is legislation pending that's been proposed by Senators Markline and Spritzer, Representatives Novak and Clinton Anderson to allow the city of Evansville to exempt this project from that statutory cap and provide tax incremental financing for this soybean processing plant. That would be a huge economic development um, for agriculture across Wisconsin. What kind of a feeling do you get from the legislators that they will go along with increasing that so that the project can go forward? So the legislation has, um, has had hearings. That's a good sign that the legislature is really considering this. We don't have a lot of time left in this legislative session, but all of the commodity groups are in support of this legislation. It's a bipartisan bill. I'm hopeful that the chances are good that it will be passed and signed by Governor Evers. Another 500-pound gorilla in the room as far as agriculture is concerned is health care, something you're always talking about. Bring us updated, uh, up to date on what's happening with health care and, and maybe some relief. So we've seen other states look for uh, ways to provide additional options for health insurance for farmers, um, particularly Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Texas, and Tennessee allow their farm bureaus to offer health benefit plans. That would require in Wisconsin a statutory change to allow Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation to offer a health benefit plan. We need to pass a bill. And uh, Representative Kurtz and Senator Teston have introduced a bill to do just that. The Farm Bureau health plan legislation would increase options for affordable health coverage for farmers. The bill has had hearings in both houses. Um, we are hopeful that after you can see the successful programs in other states that the legislature will support this legislation and allow Farm Bureau to offer this option to Wisconsin farmers as well. Jordan Lamb, again, lobbyist with the Welch Group, knows agricultural issues in Wisconsin as well, if not better than anybody else. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. At Denny's Jewelers, we believe hugs never get old. To make sure your next gift purchase is deserving of a big old hug, join our Denny's Cares a Little More list. We help you choose what pieces of jewelry are must-haves, so your partner knows exactly what you like. Then we help make those wishes come true. Stop by and wrap your arms around the Denny's Cares a Little More list. And enjoy the hug. Have you heard about our Rejuvenation Clinic Body Suite? If not, now is the time to learn more. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Non-surgical aesthetic body treatments have progressed greatly in the last 10 years. We are proud to offer the best devices on the market that deliver incredible results. MSculpt Neo treats unwanted body fat and builds muscle mass. CoolSculpting Elite reduces stubborn fat bulges and has multiple applicators to treat many areas of the body. Mcella is a revolutionary electromagnetic chair that strengthens pelvic floor muscles to treat mild to moderate urinary incontinence. 
Our providers love to analyze your concerns and come up with the best treatment plan for you, oftentimes even using a combination approach so you get the best results. Let your natural beauty shine through. To learn if our Body Sweet treatments can help you, call Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Absolutely. Welcome in. It is National FFA Week. Started on Saturday. We'll continue all week long across the United States. Of course, here in Wisconsin, we've got a lot of FFA members that are going to be busy, busy, busy trying to uh, not only chat with their individual chapters, but today, for example, there's going to be more than 200 at the state capitol that are going to be visiting with their elected representatives, as well as people like uh, our Secretary of Education, Dr. Dr. Jill Everly. Also, we're going to have uh, the folks from Economic Development, Randy Romanski from the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection. Mary Schreiber is actually the president of the Wisconsin FFA, and she helps us better understand why they select this week for National FFA Week. So National FFA Week is actually in its 71st year, which is pretty cool. It's always hosted over George Washington's birthday to celebrate his legacy as an agriculturalist and as a patriot. And throughout FFA Week, there's lots of different days that we'll be celebrating, including Alumni Day, Ag Teacher Appreciation Day, National Wear Blue Day. And on Thursday of National FFA Week, February 22nd, is Give FFA Day. So if we're interested in investing in the next generation of agricultural leaders, I highly encourage you to visit the Wisconsin Association of FFA website, www.wisconsinagged.org, and visit our foundation webpage to learn a little bit more about how we can donate to help support and empower members all over Wisconsin. Mary Schreiber, she's the president of our Wisconsin State FFA, but I'll tell you what, she wasn't necessarily convinced that the FFA was for her. She comes from a non-traditional background but still found her way. So I have a bit of a non-traditional agriculture background, several generations removed from the farm. And then when I got to high school, I was kind of voluntold to join FFA as many members are. And I kept saying yes to new opportunities till eventually I totally fell in love with agriculture and leadership. My biggest agriculture project, my supervised agriculture experience was beekeeping. So that's kind of where my heart for production agriculture lies. And now I'm serving as the Wisconsin Association of FFA State President. And last year I served as the State Sentinel. It's been a really amazing ride thanks to a lot of the people that have supported me along the way. Yeah, literally uh, thousands of young people from across the state of Wisconsin that are actively involved in the FFA. And they'll be doing a lot of different things this week. I don't know, Stephanie, Stephanie Hoff joining me in studio this morning from pancake feeds to different parades. A lot of different ways that if you're in the community, if you were involved in FFA, or if you just want to find out more about it, this is the week to engage. Absolutely. And even some chapters delivering breakfast out to farms yeah. this week. That's something to look forward to as well. Just check in with your local chapter. They've always got fun, fun events going on this week. WisconsinFFA.org should get you there. Speaking of FFA, let's welcome in Stumach, our ag meteorologist, to get a check in on your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. One of the old goats from way back yonder a ways. What officer were you on the state team? I was the state sentinel 1982-83. Do you remember what the sentinel was? Do you remember the whole uh, station? Oh, here, by- stationed here by the door to welcome the friends. Yes, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> that- you, I had, you had me thinking. I was starting to recite the creed in my head. Come on. This- well, that's just it. And now I'm at the stage of my life where I'm remembering my advisor stationed by the owl. 
as opposed uh-huh. to the other officer teams. So if you're <laughs> if you're not familiar with FFA, that's kind of the first thing you do when you're calling a meeting is go around the room and the officers basically share their pledge of leadership to the organization. So I thought it'd be a good way to kick off our conversation with you. Not a bad way to kick off the week weather-wise, Stu. I mean, again, it's another one of those little freaky, weird, warmer-than-average, isn't it? Oh, a little freak, little little warmer than average. I don't know if it's freaky anymore. It's, it's certainly not February winter, no doubt about that. I mean, here we are looking at the temperatures this week, and I expect by midweek, a lot of us are going to talk about 50 or in the low 50s, and there's really no precipitation threat. All I see is Wednesday with that warm-up. There may be some moisture off to our south, or call it southeast, if you will. Maybe Illinois, Indiana could have a little rain Wednesday. I don't think it's going to really affect Wisconsin We'll see a few clouds because of it. A few clouds today as mild air continues to build into the state. High-level clouds, kind of that hazy look way up in the sky, but we ought to have some brightness out of it, and the temperatures are going to be very, very mild. Up into the mid and upper 40s the next couple of days could be that 50 around midweek. It will cool somewhat as we head toward Thursday and Friday. Don't count it a big deal. I mean, still above normal, but just a little cooler than the upper 40s and 50s we'll see around midweek. You think it's just a fluke? Well, I looked at extended forecasts into early March. Still a bullseye of much above normal temperatures in Michigan, both lower and upper Michigan, and that northeastern half of Wisconsin. They're indicating much above normal temperatures into the early part of March. So I don't expect we're going to get a lot of that cold winter condition around here. It does sound pretty mild all the way through. I'll have our forecast details right after this. With the Compere Financial Patronage Program, we share earnings with member owners of our cooperative. It's our way of saying we are here. Here so you can pay down your loan faster or make a new investment in your operation. And that family vacation you've been putting off? Yep, we're here for that too. Learn more at compere.com slash patronage. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023, all rates reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, you old FFA blue and gold. Give me the rest of what uh, we've got for a forecast today. All right. Well, a few of those clouds, like I say, especially the high ones, partly sunny skies, a very fine day, low to mid 40s, 45 or 46, kind of the warm spot in the southern half of the state, a little cooler north. And our winds will become south today at about five. Now we stay clear overnight, just dropping back into the 20s. Nothing drastic, way above normal. South winds at five. Mostly sunny skies Tuesday, a lot of upper 40s with the south winds at five to 10. And Wednesday, partly sunny, you know, a few more of those clouds, but low 50s most places and the southwest winds at 5 to 10. We fall back maybe 50 or upper 40s Thursday, Pam, but that mild air just sticks around. I'll take it. I'll take it. I know uh, it's not good news for a lot of folks in Wisconsin, but if you've got to travel around like all our FFA officers this week and forage symposium tomorrow, it's not a bad thing. 
No, it's pretty easy to tolerate. Just hopefully it works out for us in spring. Yeah. All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Appreciate it. See ya. Stumach Greg, meteorologist with weather details you're looking for on a President's Day Monday. That means markets are closed. Your bank is probably closed. No uh, mail. Just a little something to kind of keep in mind. Your Ag Weather Update this morning brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Hey, don't forget, we welcome your input, our talk text line, open to you anytime, day or night. Call us or text us at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Coming up, no snow in the, no snow in the North Country? Not good news. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wisconsin Farm Bureau's grassroots policy really truly is a bottom-up process. This is truly started at the bottom, brought by the members, for the members. It really does work its way up the chain. Because this is the core foundation of Farm Bureau. We truly are all-encompassing, and that's why I really believe in the Farm Bureau mission. WFBF.com We are the voice of agriculture. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Listen, the state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgeries are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain from arthritis or injury? Don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven-day, no-questions-asked return policy if you need it, at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. 
We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. I'm Will Sweeta. As an engineer, we look for precision, quality, technical expertise, and products that solve long-term problems. It's what we do at Sweeta Metal Roofing. Contact us about our eco-friendly and sustainable roofing. I'm Mike, Will, and Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. And now a break from the Farm Report with Pam Yankee for a sports report. Rob Reichel joining us right now, Conley Media, Forbes.com. Robbie, speaking of uh, Forbes.com, I know you're doing a little position-by-position position breakdown and kind of this this lull uh, a bit here in the NFL. Last time we talked, I think the first time, uh, the first article I should say you had out was about Jordan Love. We don't need to rehash that. And then I do believe you went into running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously your mainstay. Draft coming up here, Rob? Uh, AJ Dillon, not long for this Green Bay Packers world. Yeah, and you know, and I know he's the mayor of Door County, and everybody loves him, and and, he, and he's been a model Packer, this and that. But you know, Evo, you know, a second contract, and and he's going to get one from somebody. It's probably going to be more money than Green Bay is going to want to play, uh, pay him. Um, Evo, if you know, if if Dylan goes out there and tests the market and and it's and it's awful and nobody will give him anything, I guess there's always a chance he could come back to Green Bay. But I largely think that that ship has sailed. The Packers will take one, maybe even two running backs here in in the. I would say Evo somewhere between rounds three and five. There's always a chance they could jump up and take one in the second round. But it, it, it's not a great year for running backs. But Green Bay is going to want to get a guy. I think Evo that can touch the ball. Uh, you know, carry the ball, you know, 200 plus times in a given season. And I, and we've talked about this before. I think they're going to want a running back Evo that at least the first half or 10 games of the year, um, you know, can at least match and maybe even surpass Aaron Jones's carry total and maybe overall touches. And then, you know, the last quarter, the last third of the year, you really let Jones, take this offense over kind of like he did last year, Evo. I won't go as far as saying they're going to bubble wrap Aaron Jones, but you need Aaron Jones in December and January a lot more than you need him in September. So again, I, I, I think he's on a pitch count, so to speak, you know, whether we, you know, the NBA version is obviously load management. We're almost to that point now with, with some older guys inside the NFL who don't have to practice during the week and, and they just want to make sure they're there on Sundays. That's how the Packers are going to handle Aaron Jones here in the second half of the later stages of his career. He's going to be a guy, Evo, that probably the first 10 or 12 games of the year 
only touches the ball 12 times a game or something like that. And they might want to get a bell cow who can handle it 15 to 18 times a game. So they're going to go running back pretty early in the, in, in the draft, maybe take a second one later on. If somebody jumps off the page uh, to, to Brian Gutekunst, I mean, they will have Patrick Taylor back and Emmanuel Wilson and, and guys like that. They don't really move the needle. So you could see the Packers taking a couple of running backs, Evo, but the long and the short of it is, A.J. Dillon is probably done as a Green Bay Packer. Oof. So blow for Door County. Hey, Rob, I saw, <laughs> I saw this. Uh, Valentine's Day yesterday, my man Robbie, he said, I, uh, uh, sorry, honey, got to put an article out. Uh, I think we're pretty set, though. You put out the uh, tight ends, Musgrave and Kraft. Is that the dynamic duo? And was the missus okay if you punching away on the keyboard on Valentine's Day? Oh, she knows I'm always punching away on that keyboard, Evo, so it's just... <laughs> Just another day, man. It was it, it, it was just another Wednesday. <laughs> and, uh, no, we, we tried to do something later on, but but yes, to to, to your point, I mean Green Bay, well that that combination of young tight ends and what they what they showed the world in in 2023 has to have everybody inside that building on the offensive coaching staff absolutely salivating over what they can do you know, with, with Kraft and Musgrave here the next the next three years while both guys are, are still under contract. You know, I, I, I think back to how remarkable, you know, Gronk and Hernandez were with the Patriots a decade, 12, 14 years ago, Evo, when they when they first broke on the scene before, it, you know, Aaron Hernandez ruined his own career and, and the lives of many others. But, you know, that, that was probably the best tight end duo we have seen in the league in the last 10 or 15 years. I'm not saying Kraft and Musgrave are going to be that evil, but they're, they're going to be as dynamic of a duo as, as you might have here the next couple of years in, in inside the NFL. You, you know, when you think Musgrave runs a four six one, and he can stretch a defense, Evo, and, you know, I mean, he's a mismatch against linebackers. He might be a mismatch against safeties. He, he's going to be a guy that just keeps getting better and better. His numbers last year, Evo, if it wasn't for that lacerated kidney, where he missed six games would have probably been, you know, mid fifties in terms of catches, probably about 600 receiving yards, you know, which are, which is outstanding numbers for a rookie. And now back to the farm report with Pam Yankee. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here we go. Stick around. We are talking a little bit this morning about what dairy farmers have to say about where their money is being used for research, promotion, and education. Charity Seebecker going to be joining us with Janet Clark. She's a dairy farmer from Rosendale, who also happens to be a board member for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Tickled to have you along with us. Uh, for some of you folks that are new to the audience, I always want to remind you that we are open to your uh, comments and thoughts, what's going on in your world this morning. The Farm Talk text line is available right now, 877-301-FARM. That's 877 
877-301-3276. Joined in studio this morning with Stephanie Hoff, our farm assistant, who's going to be bringing you a story in just moments about the anguish that a lot of folks in northern Wisconsin are suffering through. No snow. You think about snowmobiling. You think about cross-country skiing or lack of ice fishing. But guess what? There is an entire industry up there that wants your attention. Details are coming up on that. So today is the 19th day of February. What can I tell you? Let's see. On this day, back in 1878, Thomas Edison patents the phonograph. It was the first machine that was able to reproduce recorded sound. Happened on this day, 1878. On this day in 18, or 1986, the MIR space station was launched. Some of you may remember that. Soviet vehicle was the first modular space station, stayed in orbit for about 15 years, happened, started on this day, 1986. Old Fidel Castro stepped down as Cuba's president on this day in 2008. He was 81 at the time and had been in power for 49 years. Happy birthday to musician Seal. He is 61 years young. And Stephanie, on this day in 2021, Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian (laughs) said, Bye-bye to yay, Kanye. They divorced after her third marriage. That was her third marriage. I forget about that. So now you know. Stephanie Hoff in studio this morning. You know, we were talking off mic about uh, Stephanie grew up in Kadat. I grew up in O'Connell County. You know, normally at this time of the year, there's all kinds of stuff to be doing outside relative to the snow. Your heart has got to be pumping purple peanut butter for the poor folks in northern Wisconsin that have their livelihood relying on snow trails, uh, ice fishing, visitors to the north. But there's some, I guess we'd say, work being done to draw attention to those folks. Tell me about it. That's right. You know, northern Wisconsin is known for their hardwood. So don't be taking those hardwood cabinets, hardwood floors for granted. That stuff is happening in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is spearheading a conversation in Congress to kind of revive that industry, bring more uh, domestic demand to that industry. Our own Congressman Tom Tiffany has introduced a bill that would create the Hardwood Products Access and Development Program. It's a bit of a mouthful, but this program would essentially fund research projects that would improve consumer perception of hardwoods and talk about the benefits of real wood. So Kretz Lumber Company up in Anago, they uh, would stand to benefit. They're one of Wisconsin's hardwood manufacturers. Their president, Troy Brown, says the industry does have a problem reaching consumers. This bill would bridge that divide. Well, the biggest problem that we're facing today is manufactured products. And most of them are imported that have a wood grain but are not wood, meaning that, you know, tile of, you know, whether it's ceramic tile or vinyl tile that uses a wood grain look but isn't wood. And so consumers are actually purchasing these products wanting the wood grain, but, you know, it's, it's not something that is wood. So anyway, that's the problem that we have today. And these products have captured a large market share going into homes, new built homes, uh, particularly newly built homes in the United States. Is it misinformation? Is it is there a disconnect between the manufacturer and the consumer where this is happening? I think there is a big disconnect. I think that these products are marketed effectively as easy to clean, 
easy to install, uh, maybe in, in cases more cost-efficient to install, and quite frankly, the consumer doesn't really realize, you know, its effect really on health, and that's the biggest thing with this hardwood access program is to actually dig up the research and provide the health benefits of wood versus these substitute products, and that's a big part of the research and then the education to the public on the health benefits of the wood. And actually, our initial release, uh, the program would support research efforts related to the environmental and health benefits of domestically produced hardwood products. You know, when we talk about Wisconsin's hardwood product industry, what are we talking about here? Is it flooring? Is it cabinetry? What is it? It's all things that end up going into homes. That's what the hardwood industry does, is provides um, all the wood that goes into our homes, flooring, cabinets, paneling, moldings, casing, you know, base, and, uh, you know, all the like. So any, most of the time, any wood that you see in, in the home, any natural wood is a hardwood product. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to discount what uh, the softwood industry does because it's a beautiful product. Uh, typically, the softwood industry ends up being more in the structural portions of the home, and it, in, there is some, some fine paneling and things like that, but where you need a higher-density wood, that's where the hard, hardwood uh, industry comes into play in our homes. President Troy Brown, he's uh, with Kretz Lumber Company up in Anago. Again, a hardwood manufacturer here in Wisconsin that would stand to benefit from some legislation in Congress right now. It would be the Hardwood Products Access and Development Program, funding research projects to tell consumers that, hey, real wood is good for you. Thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate that. Stephanie Hoff in studio with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Today is President's Day. I want to remind you about that. That means markets are idle. In Chicago on Friday, we saw September corn finish penny and a half higher at 4.47 a bushel. We had September soybeans up eight and a quarter at 11.56. If you're looking at the wheat in Chicago, the July contract was down eight and a quarter, 5.61 and three quarters per pound. The dairy markets were mixed on Friday in Chicago. The barrel cheese was up five and a quarter cents. One 60 and three quarters. 40 pound block cheese down a penny and a quarter at 148. The double A butter up two and a quarter to 275 a pound. Now, as far as fluid milk was concerned, not a lot of movement as far as our class three milk was concerned for either March or in April. Speaking of dairy coming up in just a little bit, not only are we talking about how dairy farmer checkoff dollars in Wisconsin are being used for research, education, and promotion, if you are a fan of high school athletes, if you've got a high school athlete in your family, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin partnering up with the Wisconsin Sports Network to recognize those kids that have connections with the dairy industry. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Again, if you're trying to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. We know that we've got a a lot of new ears listening in today in southeast Wisconsin. We welcome you. The talk text line is the quickest way to get our attention. That's 877-301-FARM. 877-301-3276. Or check us out, MidwestFarmReport.com. Also, Midwest Farm Report on Facebook. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Innovation, that's BioVet. 
We know you work hard every day to keep your livestock healthy and run an efficient operation because there's no such thing as a snow day. Take time this winter and consider BioVet, your trusted partner in helping you raise stronger, healthier animals and to protect your bottom line. The knowledge and support from our team can help you make the difference in keeping your livestock healthy. Call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all in the family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these Buying a really good piece of jewelry may seem intimidating, but not after you talk with William Thomas. They take the time with you so you know your money is well spent, not overspent. Their decades of knowledge shine almost as brilliantly as the stunning stones in your custom piece. Come see the collection of gorgeous gems and choose one for your very own. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Celebrating 30 years of brilliance. Landscapers count on Kalani Topsoil for our consistent quality shredded soil used on major projects. No sticks or rocks to rake out. In fact, it spreads out as smooth as butter and deliveries that are on time every time so the work crew isn't standing around. Now that saves you time and money in the long run. Landscapes and landscapers love Kalani Topsoil. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. KalaniTopsoil.com Now that's good dirt. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. On a President's Day Monday, welcome in fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke along with Stephanie Hoff greeting you on a Monday. You know, in Wisconsin, if you're not aware, dairy farmers, our hardworking farm families all across the state, financially contribute to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. In fact, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin funded exclusively by our hardworking dairy farm families. The money they contribute used for research, education, and promotion. What's the payback? That's what a lot of dairy producers want to know. Our own uh, Charity Seebecker joins us this morning with some answers on what the payback is on that dairy farmer's investment. Dairy farmers are busy feeding the world, and they don't have time to worry about marketing on top of everything else that they do. That's where checkoff dollars comes in. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin partners with schools throughout the state to highlight programs that share the stories from the farm to the nutritious dairy products that land on the table for students to enjoy. But how do these programs work exactly? I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Janet Clark, dairy farmer and chair of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board, tells us just that in this month's Check-In with Dairy Checkoff. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin partners with schools throughout the state to help them reach their wellness goals, create healthier school environments, and to build a love of dairy among their students through education. And this is going to focus in on our elementary, middle, and high school classes. The best thing is that on our WisconsinDairy.org, teachers can go right there for great educational resources and nutritional curriculum. They can find a program that's going to be best suit the needs for the age of child that they have in their classroom. Another really exciting thing is that we're launching the National School Breakfast Week. It's a digital campaign, and it's for school service equipment grants, and that's going to be opening this spring for our schools. 
All of that information is housed right on our WisconsinDairy.org. Another great program is we have the new high school art of science and cheese making video. This is going to be tailored towards our middle and high school students. And it's a really great video that shows the start to finish of cheese making. And it's such a great science and art video for, for us to show our kids and the, the great, fantastic way that we make cheese here in Wisconsin. Well, sign me up because I want to try some of that cheese and maybe I'll become a master cheese maker through this. But you guys also do some field trips to dairy farms, correct? We do. And the way we do that is through our program called the Adopt-A-Cow program. And we partner with Discover Dairy, and it's to bring education to the classroom. And this is going to be focused on more of our elementary age kids. Some of our middle schools also sign up for this program. And I have the benefit of being one of the three farms in Wisconsin that partners with Discover Dairy in this. Um, We are close to 1,500 classrooms statewide and in 71 of the 72 counties hosting this program. This is reaching almost 40,000 students in our state. What we're able to do is, you know, we're giving them monthly updates. And through that, they're getting also weekly educational resources about dairy education and nutrition and cow care. So that tour is going to be a virtual tour of my farm, and they can see, like this year, I have two calves, Iris and Luna, and they can see from the beginning of the program when Iris and Luna are born all the way through May when the program ends and their growth, they chart their growth, they see where they're at at every level throughout my farm, and they can also see where the mom is at. I show video and I show pictures of the stages where mom is at and where Iris and Luna are growing. It's just a great program that we have for students. And I hear you're known as Farmer Janet through that program. So as Farmer Janet, what does this really mean to you? Tell me a little bit more. I love this program. I never realized how much I would enjoy being Farmer Janet. But to see these kids that I have met in different aspects of this program, they love learning about Iris and Luna. And it gives me a chance to show them what about being a farmer it's about. And the way I love to show them is how much we care for our animals and we care for our land. So by showing them the foundation of our farm and our family through this program, it also builds a firm foundation of what dairy farming is in Wisconsin. And so when they're growing and they question about dairy farming, they can remember Farmer Janet and the impact that had on their classroom. And can you tell me a little bit more about how they can sign up for future years for the Adopt-A-Cow program and maybe interact with you as Farmer Janet? Yes. So um, WisconsinDairy.org is a great way to sign up. Otherwise, also DiscoverDairy.org is a program that we partner with. So either one of those resources will get you so much more information about the program and the way to sign up. Sign up is going to be happening over the summertime for the next school year. Here over the next few months, we're going to be finishing out our current program. And um, there's just some really great resources for teachers and um, great ways to be continually active in what's going on in dairy farming. And as we know, as dairy farmers, you wear many hats. There's always something new to have to do on the farm. The work never ends. But for you, what is something that you're excited about that's coming up? Another program I'm really excited about is our partnership with WIAA. We're going to use our nutritional messaging through chocolate milk as a recovery drink. And it's really focusing on that state tournament programs. So wrestling, girls and boys basketball, and hockey. We are going to have so much impact throughout those state tournaments. And we're able to reach thousands of youth 
parents, educators, coaches, and ultimately our consumers. I love being part of this program. It's a great way for me to be able to connect with our tournament athletes. And as that program grows, we're going to be able to share with them how much value there is in milk and chocolate milk as a recovery drink for them. All of this programming is super important for helping educate our next consumers, but it's not possible without those checkoff dollars, right? Tell me a little bit more about the impact that these really have. It's being able to connect with that next generation of consumer and showing them that not only is dairy really good for you, but dairy farming is really great for our state and for our community and for our environment. That was Janet Clark, dairy farmer and chair of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board along with us. If you're interested in the different educational programs or maybe have more questions, head over to wisconsindairy.org and they'll be happy to help. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. All right, thanks, Charity. Appreciate it. And good to hear from Janet as well. You know, as we mentioned, we're into that time of the year. A lot of our student-athletes, I saw that a lot of my wrestlers, I was a big fan of wrestling <laughs> when I was a kid in high school. The wrestlers are headed to Madison for state convention or state conference. And we've also got, of course, all the brackets building for basketball and March Madness, etc. And uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is going to be involved with that. They are re- uh, every month recognizing a male and a female student athlete with connections to dairy. Not that they're necessarily on a dairy farm, but connections to dairy. Maybe they do chores for a next door neighbor. Maybe they exhibit dairy at uh, the county fair, whatever it is, the family-owned farms in Wisconsin, our dairy processors, dairy-related businesses, are all supporting those kids. And if you're someone that would like to nominate your dairy athlete, please go to wisconsindairy.org and click to get involved. Uh, They'll be recognizing those athletes. It's so popular now, Stephanie, that they have to recognize athletes year-round. They used to only do it, you know, right around spring sports. But they had so many applications. Now they're recognizing a male and female athlete every month out of the calendar year. And that's in conjunction with the Wisconsin Sports Network. You can follow them on social media. And like I said, get involved. Were you involved in sports? No, but I am now. So I had chocolate milk yesterday after playing basketball. So I'm, I'm all for it. I think that's incredible. So much demand. A couple things you might want to check out at Midwest Farm Report if you haven't already. MidwestFarmReport.com, a story about how dairy farmers in Kiel are buying chocolate milk for their student-athletes so that they can recharge after workouts. And as we get ready to exit today, the 5 at 5 we want to leave you with, telling you it's National FFA Week. National FFA Week, baby. I was an uh, avid FFA member. Uh, this week's very important. We made the world's long, longest ice cream Sunday during FFA Week. <laughs> nice. We also told you about Wisconsin's valuable hardwoods and how we're trying to vi- make their visibility even stronger. School athletes in dairy. Legislative session working towards a soybean processing facility in Evansville. And also remember, March 1st, the upcoming deadline, if you want to submit your applications for recognition as a century or sesquicentennial farmer home across the state. MidwestFarmReport.com's got the downloadable application, so you can file that paperwork by the deadline of March 1st. Tomorrow morning, we'll catch up with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. This is the Midwest Farm.